We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's September 2nd. It's 2020. We have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Uh, you know, got, got, got a few irons in the fire tonight. I'm in MLB and NBA, and we were talking a little bit before the show, and I feel I've missed out on about four home runs so far. I think at least three, I know. So, uh, man, you get your teams right, miss out on one player, another player, and then you fight for your life at the end. So we'll see how it goes, but uh, glad to be here with you, brother. Listen, my night ended a long time ago, all right? Jocelyn Blum, he blo- he blummed my lineups. Um, it was <laughs> it was, it was was not pretty. Um, man, like – I'm not making excuses for him, but like the umpire didn't help, but gosh, like there, like you don't walk bases loaded and then you don't walk a run in um, when you get bases loaded. So it was a, it was a rough night for uh, Josh Lindblom and um, it was probably even rougher night for Valdez. If you, you know, consider what we were really expecting from him against Texas. Yeah, absolutely. And, and ironically, you know, he was kind of at the top of my list originally, and then as I reworked my my build, I ended up with Aaron Nola, and uh, that might save my night. I saw the Red Sox lineup, and um, I ended up getting on Ian Anderson a little bit. Talked about him on Grinders Live yesterday with Dean, and like I, I have a Anderson Plezic team, but it doesn't have Ozuna or Dickerson. And when you have two guys that hit you know multiple home runs, you got to have at least one of those guys usually. So my night's over. Moving on to Wednesday, um, hump day with 10 games, and um, let's get started here with the Rays and the Yankees. Charlie Morton coming off the IL against Jordan Montgomery. Um, any interest here in Charlie Morton? No, I mean, I, I, I don't think so, man. I, I'm, I'm going to try to pass. I think we have too many uh, really good options on this slate today for me to, you know, try to get Charlie Morton. I'm an extreme ground ball pitcher, but nonetheless, I just, you know, 
too many other guys that I think I like more. So I'm going to pass on Morton today. Coming off the IL, we really don't know what to expect. Um, his most that he threw this season was 93 pitches. It was a shoulder injury. Um, so, like, I worry about that just in general um, coming back from the IL. So, he's 8,500. This lineup is not as good as it usually is. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. But I think overall, I'm just going to pass on him on this slate. Um, I think that we do have some options that we can choose from in this range. Um, that no, I wouldn't say they're like necessarily like safer, but like they're probably a little bit safer just because we don't know what the pitch count is for Morton. Um, so I guess I would say it's safer. Um, totally contradicted myself on the first, first pitcher we talked about on the, the slate. Like I, I, I'm, I'm tilted already. Um, Jordan Montgomery, other side, 3.71 XFIP on the season. Facing a Tampa team that has been a lot better against right-handed pitching than left-handed pitching. Um, do you have any interest here in Montgomery? Uh, I feel like Montgomery's kind of blah on the, on, on the slate today. I don't hate him. Um, I mean, that, that's kind of how I feel about him today, Steve. He, he's just blah. And I don't, I don't think he's completely necessary. I think I can probably get in two – a top tier and a high mid tier pitcher, which is kind of my usual strategy anyway. So I don't think I'll have too much Montgomery. He's like a fringe play for me. I I'm not going to talk anybody off of him. I think he has the opportunity to put up like 15 to 18 points at 7,500. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, obviously you no know, cores on the slate. They're playing earlier in the day. Um, so like, we don't have to worry about that necessarily, but you know, if you, Look in this range, I think the chalk is going to be Tristan McKenzie, and I agree with the chalk. I think, like, there's, the kid is super talented. So, like, I agree with the chalk, but I'm looking at, like, how can I be different? And I'm not going to be different with, like, Holland. I'm not going to be different with, like, Renardo Lopez, Robbie Erlin. Um, the whole Boston situation passed. Like, where can I be different? Well, like Montgomery and maybe Barrios are like the guys under 8k that I can potentially look at. So like for that reason, slight interest in Montgomery. Um, any interest in the Tampa bats? Um, slight. I mean, maybe, maybe a batter too, but I'm not, this whole game may end up being a stay away for me. And, and I'll just have to, if they, if it beats me, it beats me. I mean, I don't, I don't see anything that just says, hey, you know, play a bunch of bats from this game. I mean, you got Meadows, lefty-lefty. I mean, it's hitting the sinker pretty well. But I don't I don't feel like this is a game I have to have to play. I think it would just be one-offs. Uh, Hunter Renfro looks really good. Um, I think that's kind of it for me with, with this game. But, but Hunter Renfro does look really good here. I think, I think that's my one-off play of the day. Yeah, I think he's really, like, the only guy that, like, I have any um, interest in here. Uh, Mike, was it Brasu? Um, Brasu? Um, he's been hitting left-handed pitching really well this season. Like, he's strikeout or, or, or hard contact. So, like, I, I think you have to consider him. Um, like, Renfro's been terrible this season, but we know his past is, like, he's a lefty masher. So, um, and on the other side, the Yankee side, like, you know, Voight's back. Um, LeMahieu's back. But, like, the Rays' bullpen is really decent. Like, 
I don't see myself stacking here. Like, you could play a one-off of, like, Luke Voigt or Frazier or Ursula, but, like, I'm not going to stack against Morton and the bullpen because, like, if Morton doesn't go deep, you're going to see more of the bullpen. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel. I think this game overall, I mean, it's Hunter Renfro. That's probably about it, man. I don't, I don't even think I need the Yankees to win today. Cubs and Pirates, Kyle Hendricks, Derek Holland. Uh, let's talk Kyle Hendricks. Um, he's 8,700. I think he's one of the safest plays on the slate. Like, I don't think he has the ceiling to, like, break the slate. Like, he's he. we've seen a couple more games this season with some strikeout upside, but he's safe here, right? Like, I know he hasn't pitched great recently, but Pittsburgh, man, they're, they're, they're bad. And I know you like your trends, your trends are going to tell us, like, Pittsburgh's bottom five in almost every offensive category against right-handed pitching this season. Yeah, it's ugly. Uh, I mean, I think I think he hit the nail on the head. I mean, if if we want to go chasing the Kyle Hendricks shutout game back back for the first game of the season, I mean, he mowed this team down. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was nine innings, nine Ks. It was the Brewers that he he destroyed. Oh, that's the who that was. That's who that yeah. was. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's the same team, the Brewers and the Pirates, pretty much just <laughs> different uniforms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I uh I, I think I have some interests. Um and, and this is purely hoping we catch upside from him. I mean, look, the X-Rip is low. The K-Rate's really not as high as you would think it would be this season. It's at 19%. But when I look at the K-Rate to the other guys on this team, it's just, God, their K-Rate's really outweigh uh, the pitching. And I don't think Kendrick's is going to get blown up where he gives up five or six runs. Maybe he gives up a run. I think he can get through six and get six strikeouts. For that reason, I think he's in play. Yeah, I think he's in play too. Um, is he the top option? No. Like, Max Scherzer's on the slate. Um, so, like, you know, you have to respect that. Bueller is facing an Arizona watered down lineup, but we, like, he's coming off the IL. But I think that you have to consider Hendricks on the slate just because of the overall floor that he's going to present facing, like, this team. Like, well, you look at the projected lineup and, like, one guy, one guy has a Woba over 270. One guy has a Woba over 270. Like, it's bad. And, like, Moran's that guy, and he has a 53% ground ball rate on the season. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I think this is a spot you have to consider him. And then on the other side, you have Holland, who his strikeout stuff has been decent, but, like, he's overall a guy that typically – is not someone we, we want to target against a team that can throw a lot of righties at him. And this team can throw, you know, seven righties, eight righties at him. Yeah, man, for sure. And I mean, the Cubs have been, you know, hitting fairly well recently. Um, see last three games, they ship. Yeah. Last three games, they've been averaging six runs, uh, scored 10 runs the day before, uh, really starting to maybe turn a corner. I'm not completely going to buy in because the Cubs will just let you down. But I do think you can you can take a few pieces here against Holland uh, for some upside. So that's kind of where I am. I don't think I want to stack the Cubs, but I do think I'd take some one-offs. Uh, but they, they have been hitting a whole lot better recently. I, I, and this is always my favorite Cubs. So uh, for me, and I know it's the righties, but I still like Anthony Rizzo. Um, I think he just kind of gets – Lost in the shuffle, but the guy just doesn't strike out. Uh, it's going to have some hard at-bats. Uh, I, I don't hate Javi Baez either as well. His ground ball rate's really high. But Rizzo, 
Bryant would probably be my top two uh, on this slate for for this team. Listen, I, I think this is a a bias home run spot. Like you know, we get a fly ball, fly ball lefty. I know this game's in Pittsburgh, and we don't like to target right-handed bats here. But you get a fly ball pitcher in this ballpark against a guy that hits a ton of ground balls, but hits the ball hard. He has a 300 ISO. And like we look at Holland, he has a 60% hard hit rate against righties this season. Like this is a, this is a Javi Baez home run spot. Um, whether it pans out or not, like I think he's definitely in play. Um, Chris Bryant's back, you know, you can always consider him against lefties. And then they, they picked up Jose Martinez. And I think he's another guy that you could potentially, if you want to make this like a three man stack, I never hate stacking like righties against Holland. Um, he just gives up so much hard contact. Um, any pirates? Uh, I won't have a single pirate. None. Now, the last two days I've made arguments for this team. Um, uh, we're moving on though. Like the, that was the last two <laughs> days. This is DFS, baby. This is every day. Scherzer, Wheeler, uh, Washington Nationals, Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, what's your thoughts here on Max Scherzer? Yeah, I mean, to me, clear top option on the slate. Um, you're going to pay for it, obviously, but uh, I think you play him here. I don't think there's any reason to try to go out of your way to fade him. You have to go into this knowing that he's probably going to give up a home run, maybe two, and just hope no one's on base. But uh, to me, clear cut top option, you know, it's going to have the pitch count in his favor. Uh, K rate still, you know, 34%. I just, you know, we don't have to sell you on Max Scherzer. He's, he's just a top play on the slate. Yeah. The matchup concerns me a little bit like Philly, not typically a team that strikes out a ton, but it's Max Scherzer. He's an elite strikeout pitcher. Um, one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball for four or five years now. Um, like, and he just keeps doing it. He's sitting at a 34% K rate with a 16% swinging strike rate on the season. Like, like Will said, like you don't have to be talked on to him. Are there other options on this slate? If you want to pay down? Sure. There are, um, there's different ways you can go on this slate, but overall Shaq's Scherzer's the, he's the top arm here. Um, and on the other side, Zach Wheeler, like decent XFIP this season, strikeout rates way down. Um, you know, he's not really getting blown up, but like, he's not that Zach Wheeler guy that, you know, we, we loved and played, you know, when he showed us all that upside. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. I mean, you know, what have you done for me lately in DFS? And, and right now Wheeler doesn't have the K numbers on this, on his side. Uh, you know, I'd be, I'd obviously play someone probably a little cheaper than him. So I, while I don't, like, I'm with you, while I don't think he'll get blown up, if the, if the K stuff's not going to be there, it's not going to help us. You know, that's, that's what we need to get to the finish line. So I'm going to probably X wheel out of my player pool today begrudgingly because I feel like he does have the stuff. Yeah. Like my biggest issue with him is like, he's 95 Hendricks is 87. Um, like that, that's my, that's it. Yeah, like, and, and when I'm looking in his range, like, I know uh, Valdez burned us on Tuesday, but Christian Javier is – I'm going right back to the well facing Texas, let me tell you. So, I think these guys both have more upside than Wheeler on this slate. So, um, any interest in the Washington bats here? Uh, I mean, look, I, I think he can pretty much start just start playing Juan Soto every day. I don't feel like, you know, you have a, a reason to not play him. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to, you know, destroy Wheeler here, but I think he's got the potential anytime he's he's at the plate. 
Uh, he's pretty much going to be seeing fastball and, and high-velocity fastball at that, but uh, I still think Soto's a stud, uh, so I, I I like him here. He's always a guy you can play against anybody, so um, especially a pitcher that really hasn't shown a ton of strikeout stuff. So, you know, the guy's sitting on a 61% hard hit rate on the season, so you definitely um, can play him every day. Um and I think Trey Turner, if you want to go like two man, or if you want to play them as one offs, uh, I think both those guys can play. Kendrick and Cabrera, I don't love these guys here. So like, it's really like Soto Turner for me. Um, and then on the Philly side, like you can always, always chase like one off home runs against Max Scherzer, and they're always like less than five percent owned. Um, it's the it's the same guys though. It, it's Hoskins. It's Harper. It's like Didi, it's Jay Bruce, um, like it, it's those guys. It, you're chasing home runs, like boom bust, high strikeout, hard contact guys. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, one is coming. I I just can't tell you which one of these guys it's going to be. So, is it Harper? You know, like you said, is it Bruce? Not sure, but a, a home run is probably coming, folks. Um, I mean, if I really, if I had to guess right now. Oh, man. If I had to take one of these guys, I, I think I'd probably take Jay Bruce over Harper today. And, I mean, it's really, really close, like really close. But I, I think I'd take Bruce over Harper. Well, yeah, like here's another reason why. Like if you take a zero from Bryce Harper at 5,900, it's going to crush you. Like you're not going to survive that. Like if you take – a zero from Jay Bruce at 2,500, you could probably survive that. Let's be honest. So um, I completely understand why um, you'd be looking at Bruce, like chasing that cheap home run, man, 2,500 against a guy that gives up home runs, like ballpark downgrade for Max Scherzer, like home run alley and, you know, right field, baby. Let's go. Um, Jay Bruce will talk me on to him. Like, all in so i can yell at will no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just messing with you man uh support for rotor grinders morning grime is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in man's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience because listen nobody wants to be trimming and cut themselves. Let's be honest. Any male that listens to this podcast, nobody wants to be down there, have a little accident, you know, go out there and tell your wife, hey, I cut myself. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by manscaped when i tell you this is premium i mean premium the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower nothing better than that one of the coolest features is the led light which illuminates the grooming area for a closer and more precise trimming they also upgraded to a 7000 rpm motor with quiet stroke technology and let's not forget about the charging stand show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by usb 
If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience this firsthand. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code AMGRIND at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code AMGRIND at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping, manscaped.com, and use the code AMGRIND. Support your podcast. Trim your balls. We move on. We got um, the Braves and the Red Sox. Our team's playing against each other, Will. We got, you know, Robbie Erlin and Mike Kickham. Like, the this is the matchup Kick of matchups here. <laughs> Like it doesn't it doesn't get much better for the hitters. Um, what are your thoughts here? Do you have any interest in Robbie Erlin? No. I think that's our first hard um, first hard no of the day. Um, do you have any interest in um, Mike Kickham? No. Man, two in a row. Um, like we haven't seen Mike Kickham pitch since 2014 yeah 2004 i had to pull up his fan grave fan graphs page really quick 2014 um he's not a prospect he's 31 years old he has been in the minors since 2014 when he pitched with the giants he's been with the mariners the rangers the giants the marlins um yeah, man. I know his swinging strike rate has gotten better as like in AAA over the last couple of years, but this is a a hard pass after I had to I just had to like give some, you know, stats really quick so like people didn't think we were mailing it in, but um let's talk Atlanta. They've been terrible against left-handed pitching this season. They've been terrible. Um one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. I don't expect that to keep up. This was one of the best teams in baseball against lefties last season. Well, I know it's like a short season and we got to play sample sizes, um, but the Braves are not going to stay 27th in Woba against lefties this year. No, I don't think so. And uh, listen, <laughs> Marcelo Zuna's in the lineup and he's hitting pretty well. I don't think I'll fade him on this slate. If you wanted to guess who our home runs was, was that I missed, and Ozuna was definitely one of those 7-7-7 uh, seven, seven, seven on the tilt. Uh, Ozuna's in play. I, I think, you know, Duvall, you know, he's, while we've only got 27 plate appearances so far, uh, I, I, like you said, man, I think these numbers are going to start to pick up uh, and no better person to pick it up for against a guy that's called Kick'em, Mike Kick'em. Uh, I think I think we're going to see some balls flying out of the park. And, and, the, and let me say this too, the weather hasn't been as good in Boston in terms of you know, the warmer weather that, that we would prefer to see, but still a, a, a good ballpark. So I'm full steam ahead with the Braves. I'm not going to get tricked. And then even even if Kickham mows them down for four innings, I mean, we're going to get Boston bullpen. We've been talking about this all year. Uh, Boston bullpen is terrible. You just got to weather the storm with the starters if he's pitching well. If you can get him out in four or five, then you'll have a chance to score by eight or ten runs. Listen, Swanson – Freeman, don't be afraid to play Freeman, lefty-lefty. Ozuna, Darno, Duvall, Riley. I know Camargo's numbers are down this season against lefties, but overall, he like he has upside. Um, if Culberson's in there, he's a guy that can hit left-handed pitching. Listen, any of these guys, like anybody that cracks the lineup and is in the lineup for this Atlanta Braves team, play them. Um, on the Boston side, 
Like, man, this lineup is bad. You know, JD's really banged up right now. Um, like, he's been out of the lineup the last couple of days. Um, you know, it was one of the reasons that, like, I kind of ended up on a little bit of Ian Anderson. Um, he got hit in the hand by a pitch. So, like, that's that's really uncomfortable. My problem with Boston here is, like, I think the Braves have more upside and they're similarly priced. Um like Vasquez has a lot of upside against lefties. Um, Chavez is like 3,700. It, it just kind of depend on like who's in the lineup here, because like if Bobby Dahlbeck cracks the lineup here, like this is a young talented prospect with a lot of raw power, 2,500, um, you know, will like, we're going to be, we're going to be looking at some Bobby Dahlbeck here. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think he's in play. When you look at these numbers on Erlen, you know, one of the things that's standing out to me is while the K rate is up against righties, I mean, the ground ball rate's at 12%. Now, look, it's 56 plate appearances, small sample size for the year, but he's given up, you know, 35% hard contact, 67.7% ground ball, fly ball rate. And that doesn't mean everything's leaving the park. I mean, some some could be, you know, a few deep pop-ups or something like that. But bottom line is, I think, you know, early, this, th- th- these are astronomical numbers right now to start the season. So I, I'm i going to side with the bats here. You know, I'm, I'm with you on Vasquez. I'm, I'm even with you on Xander. I mean, a guy that's heavy ground ball against Erlen, this feels like a home run call to me. So Xander's probably my favorite bat from this team, even though I know JD's kind of been the guy. All right. I like it. Um, moving on, we got the Tigers and the Brewers. Spencer Turnbull coming off the IL against Adrian Hauser, who was supposed to pitch yesterday, got pushed back a day. Um, any interest here in Spencer Turnbull? I think he's viable against this awful Milwaukee lineup. Uh, I think he can probably go out and get 20 today, Stevie. He's going to be on my list for sure. I lied. He's not coming off the IL. He was dealing with a little bit back stiffness. Um, I thought it was IL. So wrong. Um, my bad. He got some extra days. Um, anybody's viable against this team. Will anybody, um, I think he's in play 8,700. Nobody's going to play him at that price. Um, I know I just got blown up by like Limblum, but I'm going right back to the well. I don't care. Um, I, I know the Detroit team is bad. I know that like any pitcher against them has 20 plus point upside. I think you go to Hauser here. Like you gotta, you gotta shake off what happened with Josh Limblum. Yeah, I'm with you hundred percent. I mean, you know, and for me, man, I'm just kind of looking at, I've, I've transitioned to this season. Listen, the K rate is down you know, in comparison to last year. But what I like, I see the XFIP, uh, you know, I don't think Hauser will get as much ownership today. Kind of like if we play Turnbull, I'm not playing Turnbull just to pivot, pivot off of Hendricks, but with the comparable price plays and both in, in almost identical matchups, I've got to feel like Hendricks is going to get the, the, the nod with more name recognition. Uh, same thing with, with Hauser. I think he's going to be fine in this spot. So, I don't mind firing him up as well. Bats in this game, Will. Oh, man. Um, Any Tigers bats that you like here? That's going to be a negative. Uh, I won't be playing any Tigers. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Scope as a one-off, I don't ever hate him. Uh, he's 4,200. He's not overly expensive. He's a guy that consistently hits um, and has hit and hit and hit. So, 
Scope, uh, don't hate him. Yelich, don't hate him on the other side. What are your thoughts here on Milwaukee? Um, I just I don't think I need him. I mean, I, I you can always play Yelich, but it's just going to be a fade for me. I, I, I'm going to pass on this team. If Yelich beats me with a home run, he just beats me. I think I can get it from somewhere else. Well, I don't even want to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Ozuna just hit his third home run. <laughs> was Was Freddie on base? Uh, well, it was a three-run homer, so Freddie was on base and, um, and Swanson? Swanson was on base. So, oh, praise God! And listen, at least I at least I got twelve points out of it minimum. Uh, I just but I don't have Osuna. Gosh, so 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 what he's doing is he? I'm, I'm gonna have to fade him today. Now, as much as I like him, he's hitting his quota right now. Uh, no <laughs> he hit his home runs for the week. <laughs> Um, I will, I will say if, uh, Ben Gamble bats lead off again for Milwaukee, I think he's in play just, you know, as like a a cheaper option here. I don't hate him if he hits lead off it just, you know, you have to see what the lineup looks like. Um, but he's 2,700. So I I think you have to, I think you have to consider him, um, if he's hitting lead off, uh, but obviously you're just going to have to kind of play it by ear and see what this lineup looks like when it comes out. So uh, again, Red Sox bullpen so bad. Like the Braves, I, I was tilted the Braves, and like they're finally starting oh, to come through. Hold on, like, let, let me let me say this, Stevie. <laughs> I just said it a few minutes ago. If you can weather the first five innings, you can score eight to ten <laughs> runs before the game is out. I think they had four runs in the fifth or sixth, and they now have ten. Th- this tells you how bad this bullpen is right now. Uh, it's just, it's atrocious. Oh, yeah. I'm a Red Sox fan, dude. I know. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Um, I see it firsthand all the time. Uh, so you, you don't have to tell me. I know, um, unfortunately. <laughs> Indians and Royals, Tristan McKenzie against Jacob Junis. Um, McKenzie, man, like, um, I know he wasn't great in his second start, but, like, he is a talented prospect. He's facing a team that is not great. Um, good ballpark in Kansas City for pitching. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't hate it. I, I, I will say this. He's 8K on FanDuel. I, I'm not thrilled about that. I still, I think I still want to see a little bit more. Um, but overall, like you said, he's got some pedigree. Obviously, we, we think he's going to be good. Um, stuff on the season looks fine. Walk rate is up. Five ball rate is up. But, you know, I think he'll hit, he he can probably strike out a few guys in this lineup. I I'm still not afraid to play Solaire though, and that that's kind of where I am. Like I don't mind playing McKenzie, but I'm probably still going to play Solaire because this guy's giving up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls. You know, as much crap as I was giving Valdez before we started, he's really toughed it out and almost put up twenty. So um, I I can't I can't hate on him too much. So oh, but I, nice. listen, McKenzie's going to be. I think he's going to be really popular. And if I'm wrong, if I fire up projected ownership and like, he's a lot lower than I expected, then I'm going to love him. Um, but if he's going to be massive chalk, I could see going underweight. I'm not fading him. Uh, like, I, I think the spot is too good to fade completely. Um, but I could see being underweight if he's going to be chalk. Um, just kind of want to see what we're looking at because he dominated Detroit and like, Okay, that's not saying too much. St. Louis, um, he didn't pitch really great. They didn't let him go too deep either. So, like, that's your other concern if he's massive chalk is just how much he's going to pitch. 
So I want to see what the ownership is. Um, like you said, you know, you never hate taking a shot on Solaire. Um, you know, he's a young pitcher. He's going to give up home runs. He's going to leave balls over the plate every once in a while. So I don't mind Solaire, but outside of that, like I don't typically play a ton of Royals unless they're in like a dream spot. And like, this isn't that spot. Yeah. Same for me. Um, very rarely do I play the Royals outside of last year when I was playing my boy, Alex Gordon, just, had a great year for me. Um, any interest in Junis? Negative. Yeah, I'm going to pass on him too. Um, let's talk Cleveland bats. You know, for the most part, from what we've seen from Junis is like, he's kind of neutral splits. He does give up a ton of power to righties. I said this on the podcast yesterday, Will. I said, Fran Mel Reyes is going to hit a home run. Well, he did that in his first at-bat. I can pat myself on the back. Um, I missed plenty of calls on the podcast yesterday. So I got to take one of the ones that I got right. Go back to the well here. Um, I think Fran Mill is a, a fantastic play against a guy that doesn't have a massive strikeout rate that gives up a ton of hard contact. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, man. Um, I think this is a great spot. I don't, I don't, hate, I don't hate Jose Ramirez or Lindor. I know – they haven't really had the best season, but th- this does feel like a Cleveland stack spot for me. Um, I-, I think they may be able to get the get the job done. I mean, he's not really throwing high velocity. I mean, I'm saying upper 90s. He's right there in the low 90s. And, you know, if you kind of look at the numbers, this team is high contact, high ISO. Uh, I-, I-, I really like Cleveland today. I think they're probably going to be one of my top stacks. Yeah, um, I could see why. Like, they've been – they were ice cold to start the season, but they've been slowly getting better every day. Um, and, you know, nothing nothing helps more than, like, facing Matt Harvey and now, like, getting Jacob Junis. So, um, <laughs> oh, Matt Harvey day is amazing. I just – I couldn't do it today. I like the Braves and the Mets a little bit more. Uh, Rangers and Astros, Colby Allard against Christian Javier. Um, any interest here in Allard? No. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Like, overall, Houston hasn't been as good this season. Um, and people can, you know, come to whatever kind of theory they want to about that. Um, I'm not going to get into it. But, um, yeah, Allard's just not very good. And that's the reason that I don't have a ton of interest. And then on the other side, we have Christian Javier, who has been really good against righties and has struggled mightily with lefties. He's facing a Texas team that. Again, Will, if you, like, look at your trends, they're going to be bottom 10 in a lot of offensive categories. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think Javier is in the mix for me today. Like I said, I do like a couple guys – well, at least three guys a whole lot more. But, you know, I think he's got to be in the mix with, with how bad Texas has been been playing overall. So, um, you, know, you know, I've got my handy-dandy basic stats here. And if you look at 2020 numbers on the season – Texas is last on the list in terms of run scored per game at 3.64, averaging 3.47 at home, 3.86 on the road, a whopping 3.64 runs on the season, folks. Uh, That's worse than Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. They're (laughs) god-awful. Summed it up. I don't have anything else to add. Um... Like, I I think you can always take a shot on, like, Joey Gallo or Shinjo Chu, but Dietrich may three runs for them. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm probably out on the Texas bats. Um, I hope Javier pitches good. I think he's a good option. So, um, I'm not going to really, like, target Texas here. Yeah. 
Um, Houston, like, we want to play guys against Allard. And, like, you know, Guriel has been mashing lefties this season. Like, Tucker and a lefty-lefty, he's actually been really good against lefties this season. Like, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Houston? Yeah, man, I, I think Michael Brantley may be one of my favorite plays from Houston. I, I know it's lefty-lefty matchup, matchup. But I think if, if people play Houston, I think he's going to be the guy left out in the cold. But 98% contact rate uh, on, on this, on this you know, low 90s fastball, Stevie. Uh, yeah, the ground ball rate is at 34%. I don't care. He's got a 50% hard hit rate, 308 ISO. I think, you know, I think guys are going to be on base almost every time he comes up. Then you've got Guriel following him. You've got Tucker following him. You've got Correa following him. I just, I, I think, I think this is a good spot. Michael Brantley, I think, is my favorite player on this team. Uh, and I, I don't think he's going to have any ownership today. So I really like Brantley. I get it. Um, I, I think that, you know, this is an interesting team. There's a bunch of different ways to stack this team. Like, Altuve has been terrible this season, so like, why is you know, you still could, so cheap? Yeah, like you could you could easily go underweight on like Altuve here, um, and find different ways to be different with your Houston stack. So, I think they'll be popular. Like, we have a couple spots on this slate that like we're gonna talk about still, like the Padres against Julio Tehran. But like, I don't. Uh, it'd be interesting to see like what type of ownership the Braves get, what type of ownership Cleveland gets. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if they'll necessarily be like massive chalk, but I think Houston would be popular here. Uh, White Sox and Twins, Renardo Lopez, Jose Barrios. Um, any interest here in Renardo Lopez? Uh, this is going to be a negative. I don't, I don't think he's necessary. Just X him off the list. Yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, ownership on the Twins because I like them. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Jose Barrios going up against the White Sox. Do you have any interest in him? I do like Barrios today. Uh, it's, it is really a price play. You know, you're looking at the prices on these guys. I think he's got some upside here. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just a price. You know, do I think he'll give up a run or two? Yeah. Do I think he can still get six or seven strikeouts? I, I really do. So that's kind of where I am on Barrios. He'll probably walk one too many guys and give up a home run to Abreu or, or Grandal or something. But overall, I, I think he's in play at this price. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know what to do with him. Um, I think he's hit or miss. I, I think that, you know, obviously you can look at him in tournaments here. Um, I definitely think, like, he's someone you can play in tournaments. Um but like this is the ultimate like stevie morning grinds like hedge stack though like if you're playing some barrios like don't be afraid to have some you know white Sox stacks like james mccann um and mancata both profile really well against him so um like of all things james mccann so like you could um you could definitely have some white Sox stacks even if like on opposite teams uh barrios so uh what are your thoughts on the white Sox? Yeah, I mean, I, I still think I'll play Yasmani Grandal. I know you hadn't really had the season that the White Sox are probably hoping for at the plate at the moment, but uh, I still think he looks really good against Barrios. So uh, I, I like him. Excuse me, I like him a lot. Um, any? What are your thoughts here on the Twins? Man, look, I mean, I, I feel like they have to be one of the top stacks of the day. I, I don't trust Renato Lopez. I mean, the XFIP is. 
telling me for sure not to trust him. And yeah, I know, you know, the twins may not be scoring at the rate that, you know, maybe we anticipated here recently, but this is still a really good team. Uh, I, I'm more than willing to, to, to stack up the Minnesota Twins today. Doesn't hurt that they're averaging almost a run higher on the, on, on the road anyway, so I, I like them a lot. Yeah, like I, I like the Twins a lot. Um, Lopez gives up a ton of hard contact, oh, well, ton of power. Well, sorry, they're at home. Sorry about that. They're at home, but still, I still like them against Lopez. You confused me there for a second. Um, I was just gonna roll with it, so I'm glad you. Um, I'm glad you corrected it because I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> so, um, no, I, I love the Twins. Um, I think they're a top three stack on the slate. Uh, I think that they have a ton of upside. They're one of the teams that I like could get off the Braves a little bit for. Um, I love the Braves. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the Braves. Um, so. They're one of the teams that I'm looking at to, you know, get off of the Braves. So I like the Twins. Um, yeah. Anything else from this one? Nah, I am good, kind sir. The football season is less than 10 days away. With the reigning champs set to take the field to kick off the season, there's no better place to get it all in on get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate week one of the football season, DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action with two shots at $1 million top prize. So get in on all the action now. Making it rain with DraftKings is easy. Draft your team, stand under the salary cap, and pile up your points for yards, touchdowns, and so much more. On top of that amazing offer, DraftKings is giving away a share of up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter their survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. With all this cash up for grabs, there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code GRIND to get a free shot at a million-dollar top price. And for a limited time, get your share of $100 million in prizes once you enter DraftKings' free survivor pool, that's promo code GRIND to get in on all the action for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The minimum $5 deposit required. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Zach Gollin, Walker Bueller. Um, man, Zach Gollin's a good pitcher. He is a very talented young pitcher. He's facing the Dodgers. This is a very, very tough matchup. Yeah, it is, man. But I don't know why I keep, you know, taking these pitchers against against the Dodgers. I think it's because I mentally I feel like they're going to be lower on than they should be. Uh, and Zach is actually a fairly good pitcher, so I don't hate him here. I, I think I think he can have a good game. I'm not going to actively target him as much as I target some of the other cheaper guys, obviously, uh, which is another reason why we're tar- why I was targeting him. But I-, I like Zach, but I don't think I have to play him today not getting that Dodger discount like he's not getting the discount right. for facing the Dodgers so um do I think he's in play yes do I think he's better than some of the other guys in this range yes um am I all in on him no like if he was 8400 a thousand dollars cheaper I would be a lot more interested I think he'd he puts up 20 in that range yeah like I, I think he puts up 20 um but like I have a rule I don't play right-handed pitching against the Dodgers and as much as I think Zach Gollin is talented, I'm just going to pass. Yeah, um, well, especially yeah. on FanDuel where he's 10K. Uh, I did want to point that out. Like, it's just – I just feel like that's almost an absolute no. 
Yeah, that's that's an easy no. Um, I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, Will any interest here in Walker Bueller? Stevie, I mean, you know my concern here. You know, so last time we've got him pitching on August 21st. If we got this identical performance from August 21st, he'd be a lock and low for me today. If I knew he could get through six clean uh and by clean i mean not getting pulled not necessarily no runs no hits no walks um if i had any indication that he was going to have a normal pitch count i'd be more than happy to roll him out i just i'm very unsure and i hate to be that way but we know how the dodgers are so i don't i don't know if i i don't think i can play him with the uncertainty of the of the pitch count Listen, I'm always nervous about playing anybody coming off the IL, and now you're telling me that, like, it's a guy coming off the IL from the Dodgers? Um, I'm even more concerned when it comes to that. So, And, like, he threw a 30-pitch bullpen over the weekend, but, like, when you're dealing with a blister, that's not enough to really know, like, how you're going to feel at yeah, pitch, like, 60. Chill. Yeah, like, chill. So – at 10-2, it's a fantastic matchup. It is. Like, I'm not arguing the matchup. I'm arguing the how deep are they going to let him go, how effective is he going to be um, argument. Um, if we get any word on, like, oh, he's going to throw 85 pitches, I'm interested. I'm instantly interested if that happens because he would be an interesting pivot off of Scherzer because he has the same type of ceiling. Um, I'm, not playing in any, I'm not playing in the Arizona bats, Will. Yeah, negative. Um, I can't do it. Won't be touched. Like that 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 is an easy one for me. I I'm definitely not playing any of these bats. But yeah, I just I don't know. I don't trust it. I just don't trust it. That's my my biggest concern here. Um, any interest in the Dodgers bats? No, I'm gonna pass on the two today. I think I think Zach's good enough to to neutralize the scoring for a good length of time. So I I'm gonna pass on the Dodgers. Oh, man, the chalky Michael Brantley home run just came through. Padres, Angels, Denelson, Lamette, Julio, Tehran. Um, any interest here in Lamette? Uh, I, I, don't, I still don't hate Lamette. I, I think he's okay. Um, you know, with what we've seen from him this season, um, I, I, I think he's in play. I really do. I think he's the only guy that, like, you could potentially pivot off of Scherzer to. Um you know, unless you like consider like Javier a pivot, but like he's thousand dollars cheaper. So I think he's in play. Um, the bottom of this order is a lot worse than it has been. Um, you know, Walsh is a young kid. He strikes out a lot. Adele is a guy that strikes out a lot. Justin Upton striking out a lot this season, like Otani striking out a lot this season. So, you know, even Trout strikeout numbers are up a little bit. So I, I think Lamette has upside. You know, you still have to beat the top of this order, and the top of this order is still really good. But ceiling upside-wise, I think he is um, definitely in play. Um, Julio Tehran's pitching on the other side of this game. I'm guessing you don't have any interest in him, though, right? Negative. Yeah, I love the Padres. Love their Padres um, – and like Mitch Moreland is four well, K, yeah. Gresham is four K, um, Cronenworth is thirty eight hundred. For some reason, Austin Nola is thirty six hundred. Like you can play top end pitching and play the Padres here. Yeah, I mean this. Listen, you know, and I kind of said something on Twitter about this. 
when I saw that they got Mitch Moreland, I said, okay, they're, they're trying to go for it. And then I saw they picked up Mike Clevenger, and I said, okay, they see a window right now, and they're <laughs> going to try to go for it right now. I said, the Padres aren't my favorite team, obviously, but I had to applaud what they were trying to accomplish this season. Uh, and I think it's going to just keep rolling against Julio Tehran. Uh I mean, the Padres is just one of the top stacks. We know this guy struggles with, with lefties mightily. This isn't anything new pretty much his whole career. You talked about Grisham, Hosmer, Moreland, Cronin. Uh, I mean, just it's, man, Profar's at the bottom now. Like, this this lineup is, I mean, dare I say Dodgers light. Like, it, it's a good lineup now, and uh, they should really be able to put up some runs in this spot. This lineup is solid. There is not like a weak. I guess Profar is like your weak guy. Um, he's gonna get on base. He's not gonna strike out. That's right. Man. Like this is a terrible spot for Julio Tehran. Well, you know what? You know what they should do. I, I think their weak spot, and I know we got to go, but their weak spot may be Will Myers because of the K rate. Uh, if they could somehow get Daniel Murphy over here to send Will Myers to Colorado, this this lineup would be ridiculous. Yeah, but how much is is Myers going to play? Like, I guess, I guess like, he can play the platoon. outfield. Yeah, like, I don't know how much, like, I know, like, he's been, like, an everyday guy, and, like, he he's he's hitting the ball hard. So, like, I, I guess you can kind of put up with, like, the strikeout rate for what he's offering upside-wise. So, I don't think, like, they'll try to make another move because, like, they even, like, got Jason Castro, too, who just got traded. Like, he just got traded from this team. So, like, they added a they added catcher depth. Like this team got a lot better over the last few days. They're going for it. I, I they are. I love it. it. Young yeah. team with a ton of talent. They got pitching. Why not? Um, Angels bats. Any interest in them? No, I, I think I'm going to pass today. Look, I mean, Mike Trout's always in play. He'll probably have very low ownership today, along with Anthony Rendon. I mean, I, I think they'll both probably be sub ten percent, maybe even sub eight percent. I would probably say. If you want to do that just to get a little contrarian, but I don't think it's necessary. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. This one's tough. Well, I'm going my boy Jose Barrio, 7,600. I mean, he was kind of my guy from the, from the start, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with him, and let's see if we can ride that to the money. I'm going to go McKenzie. Um, I think he has good opportunity to get six or more strikeouts against um, – Kansas City Royals, uh, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15, bust of the day. Yeah, it was two guys on my list. I, I think I'm going to take the more expensive guy. I think I got to go with Zach Wheeler. Uh, you know, the XFIP doesn't look uh, – the XFIP is fine, K rate's down. Uh, I think I'm going with Wheeler. Yeah, I think that was the easy one there. Um, well, there, there was one more that I, that I had circled. You're I'm gonna go. Too. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb, um, and he might get there in like 50 pitches. But I'm gonna go Walker Bueller. Just oh, all the concerns like about pitch counts. I like it. Um, and, and this could. I, I could. I could eat a shoe or a hat um, if they give us a pitch count and it's higher than like higher than expected. So could be way wrong on that one. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. No cores on this slate. Don't have to worry about that. Who do you got? Um, who's your home run today? I'm going with the guy that I kind of saw and I liked a whole lot earlier going against the grade here, even against my team. I'm going Xander Bogarts. Looks looks really good today. 
in, in the upper tier at shortstop, but I, I like him a lot. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, listen, I'm just going to go ahead and lock in my Fernando Tatis home run on this one. Um, <laughs> done. Like, give it to me. Um, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. Oh, easy, man. I, I was stuck between two guys. I'm just going to keep playing Michael Brantley. Uh, too cheap. Don't know why, but I, I'm, I'm rolling him out. Lefty-lefty. Should have low ownership. I like it. Yeah, there's like 10 guys down here. Um, I'm going to go with Fran Mil Reyes. Um, I, I like the like upside. It. I think like he, he's, he's crushing the ball on Tuesday. I hope everyone played him. Like he, he's not stopped hitting. Um, just cause we started doing the podcast doesn't mean like he stopped hitting. So <laughs> I hope everyone played him. He's four for four now. Like, yeah. Um, will give me a stack to score six or more on the slate. Oh man. So, so many stacks. Uh, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to get away from the chalky Braves because I think everybody's going there. This is a team that I kind of talked about maybe turning the corner. I'm, I'm going with Cleveland. I, I like them today uh, against Junis. I like it. Um, I like it a lot. I wrote down uh, six teams before we started today and um Cleveland was one of them. I like the Padres. I'm going Padres score six more. Um, love the Padres here. I think they, they absolutely crush in the spot. And um, <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous how easy it is to stack the Padres against Julio Tehran. Um, like outside of Tatis and Machado and like deciding, like if you're going to play Moreland or Hosmer, like that's going to be like the biggest decisions when you're making a stack today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, either one is viable, too. That's the thing. Like, yeah. it, it would have been more than straight up, like, if you asked us this last year, two years ago. But, you know, now the way Hosmer's hitting, he's in consideration every day. For sure, man. Um, that's it, man. We're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow, or I'll be back tomorrow, um, talking some more baseball. It's a small slate. I'll be solo. If you guys have any questions for the podcast, you want me to answer anything, hit me up in the comments section on the podcast page or on Twitter at StevieTPFL. That's going to wrap it up. I hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.